Hello, and welcome to the Apostolic Church Liverpool podcast. We hope the message you're about to listen to will inspire you, will be a blessing to you, and give you perspective in life. For more of such messages, you can visit our website at www.tac-lona.org.uk. You can also access other messages and resources from our YouTube channel, The Apostolic Church Europe. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. And uh, I want to welcome all of us and appreciate the leadership for the privilege to speak with us tonight. It is a discussion. It is a Bible study. And we are going to discuss. We are going to do a lot of using the Bible to answer some of the questions. Brother Paul is racing with his son in the Lord, Timothy, and the church. And I pray as we go on in it, the Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. Tonight we'll be considering the second Timothy chapter four, which is the last chapter of that, of that scripture, of that epistle. And the, and when I was when I was trying to go through it, that if there are things we have missed in chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, that we have not been able to feast, when we get to chapter four, it might be difficult for us. And one of the things we discussed in chapter three was the fact that we are in the last days. And we, I know we spoke extensively about the characteristics of this, of the age, of the days we have, the last day. And uh, we want to look at the appeal of this man, Paul, to his son in the Lord, Timothy. And we have a outline. The first section of that will be to preach the word, fulfill your ministry, be diligent and faithful. Please feel free to stop me at any instance. Just to do a kind of recap, and I think I've done that. Next slide, sir. Okay. It is interesting to know that Paul expressed no regret as he came to the end of his life. As recorded in this epistle, he even forgave those who made his situation unpleasant or challenging during his ministry journey, missionary journey, showing us an example to follow as believers in our Christian experience. He gave the final admonitions to Timothy and he backed each of them up with a reason. Uh-huh. And it is these three admonitions we'll be looking at together tonight as the Lord grant us grace. Uh-huh. And uh, the admonition number one is preach the word. You know, and uh, I'll be looking at that word. I've been asking questions personally for me. If the Lord said we are in the last days, what is the task before us as a believer? Uh-huh. What is the challenge before us? Are we out? And then one of the reasons why we are still alive, that when we gave our life to Christ, we are not yet dead, is the fact that we might preach, we might reach out to be unsaved. Mm. And uh, it, is, it is very important that we, we the immigrants, understand that we are on a mission in this land. Mm. In this nation, they need the Lord. 
it is not enough to take their pounds and not reaching them out with the good news. We want to look at it together, people of God, tonight. And I pray the Lord will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I'll be reading from verse 1 of that scripture. And I, I will be using the Bible to, to answer Bible tonight, like Pastor we always say. And I know Sister Book, Sister Tosin, that your version, if you can help us with, uh, with message. Sister Book, I don't know. I don't know if you can also read for us too, ma. Yeah. Is she around? Uh, or Pastor Shire, maybe you help us take you help us take the passion or the living Bible. Okay. Yes, sir. I will start by reading verse 1. It said, I charge you therefore before God, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach, preach the word. Be ready in season, out of season. Convince, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and teaching. For the time we come, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they have people for themselves, teachers, they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to feebles. Yes, sister, sister Tosin, I don't know if you can reach message for us Ma. all right Thank um, you, the message translation says i can't impress this on you too strongly god is looking over your shoulder christ himself is the judge with the final say on everyone living old and dead he's about to break into the open with his rule to proclaim the message of intensity keep on your watch challenge, warn, and urge your people. Don't ever quit. Just keep it simple. Mm -hmm. You are going to find out, you're going to find that, that there will be times when people will have no stomach for solid teaching. But we, but we fill up on spiritual junk food, catchy opinions that tickle their fancy. Mm -hmm. They will turn their backs on truth and chase mirages. But you, keep your eye on what you're doing. Accept the hard times along with the good. Keep the message alive. Do a thorough job as God's servant. That's right. Thank you very much. Ma. I think we are, we are listening to those, to those messages yes. from those scriptures that... Brother Paul was charging his son in the Lord to make it simple. He said, preach the word. Be ready in season, out of season. Whether it is favorable, whether it is in winter, whether it, whether it is in autumn, right. we are being admonished to preach the gospel. The time is running out. You know, I was bothered to be thinking about cancer these days. Now look at how many billions the, the government 
is putting in that thing, they are still unable to get to know the cause or the medication to cure it. I don't know if we are challenging our heart. What are the excuses we'll be giving all along for not preaching the gospel? In message, then make it simple. The, the fact that we that we, we go to, to the internet, I see a lot of people speaking, preaching the word of God. That does not mean they are preaching the gospel. It doesn't matter how many, how many podcasts we are listening to. But by the time we check the content of those things, are they messages that convince? Are they messages that rebook? Are they messages that exalt? Are they patient in teaching? I want us to just look at it of God together tonight. That I don't know the reason we may be giving. Everywhere is filled. Thank God. But are they read good news? Are they simple messages? Are they really preaching? Or we are just marking time? Uh. And for any word to be a good news, it must carry these three features. It must convince sinner. It must be a message that rebook. It is a message that exalts. The scripture says, for the time we have now, people will no longer endure what? Sound doctrine. In message, he was talking about spiritual junks. The thing that tickles their, their hair, the things they want to hear, the things they love to hear. This is the, this is the time we are in, people of God. And we should begin to ask ourselves, am I really involved in preaching the word? Are we, are we bothered? Are we challenged about, about reaching out into, into this our community? Somebody said, I'm always busy. Yes, you are busy, but it's not an excuse, people of God. It's not more than enough. The expectation of God for us. I will try to be going through this slide, but I may not be, I may not be, <laughs> I may not be following it slide by slide. But I want us to just look at it together. We are reading the scripture. We have read from message. He was charging his son in the Lord that one day we are going to appear before the Lord who will judge the living and the dead. Excuses will not, will no longer be tenable again. The time is running fast. When I'm bothered, when I'm troubled about some situations now, what do you know? My heart always flash back to the fact that when the end is coming, shall come. He said, it shall be difficult for men to serve the Lord. He said, we begin to see strange things, a strange thing not happening. We were beginning this meeting by singing, all I have is you, Jesus. Are we singing it intentionally? The people that I, when I'm asleep, that I visited in the care home that somebody said is on is an end of life medication and tomorrow when I landed, she's no more. I'm just praying that when I pass by that person, he will look at me and call me Peter, pray for me. The time we are is crucial people of God and we need to, 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 to be serious about it. We need to be deliberate about it to reach our world with the gospel, make it simple. Mm. Somebody say, I don't know how to preach the word. 
but I used to steal, but I don't longer steal again. How did you come to the Lord? Your testimony of knowing Jesus is enough word of God to preach to sinners. You don't have to know so many, so many scriptures. If it is for God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that we are able to quote perfectly, make it simple. People don't want some doctrine again. People don't want to be rebooked again. Ah, sister, you are being very fine. Even though you don't come to church, it's our church member. It's in our roster. It is in our register. But how about in God's register? I want us to look at it together, people of God, tonight. Our time is running. Everything is going very, 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 very fast. Some years back, we were not talking about greenhouse. Everything is greenhouse. Few years back, somebody was talking that we are bringing robots and robots is everywhere. We are in the last day, people of God. And there is a need for us to preach the word of God. And I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Let me just go through this slide. Start by charging his instruction, by charging Timothy, an unbeliever on the, on the need to preach the word. People of God, we don't have an excuse. The motivation Paul gave for doing this is that one day we will face God and our work will be judged. My work, Peter's work, Tosin's work will be judged. Wow. Yes, all believers will be judged when Jesus Christ returns. So we must be diligent and be alert to use every opportunity to preach the word about his return, whether it is convenient for us. We go to go and do support work, we go anywhere, we should seize the opportunity. Because the person you see today, tomorrow, he might not be there. And in preaching the word of God, it can never be convenient for us, people of God. There is something that will always ask for that your time. There is a sister you need to call to encourage. It is at that time you need to take your son, your daughter to school and everything is taking off. We need to be, to be diligent and be alert in our spirit. That this sister needs Jesus. We need to preach it to be unheld in the last days. Make announcements like a town crier about Christ who returned to all mankind. Anybody that did not believe in him, it is the scripture. The judgment of God is on that person. We need to turn to a town crier any in our community, in our street, some of our white friends said, I don't believe in your God. That does not mean, but we still reach, we still reach out to them. We still talk to them. We talk to them with the scripture, leaving the other thing, the other area of conviction with the Lord. But don't ask, you are very handsome. You are looking gorgeous. That is the only statement we are, we are giving to a sinner every day. When you want to salute her next, ah, Vic, you are looking very gorgeous today. Your hairdo your is amazing. We are not careful about our eternity. That does not bother our heart. That does not challenge us, people of God. I begin to ask God to help us. That we will not just sit down here and mark time. And some of our colleagues, they did not, they, they did not hear this good news from us. Mm -hmm. 
it is critical, people of God, it is, it is very important. We look at this thing. Are we, are we, are we not playing, playing, playing away our time? We begin to read from this scripture, how Brother Paul was saying, very soon as we go, there is somebody to take over. This community needs Jesus. We need to reach out to them. We need to preach the good news. We need to make it simple. Enough of all this spiritual junk we see all over the internet and with art. They are preaching the word. Everybody is listening. It is not true, people of God. All of us, we are going to face God and he's going to judge our world. And I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if anybody needs to make a comment before we, I move on. Any comment? Anybody, I'm free to, to pause. Okay, maybe I should go on this slide again. Hey, uh, okay. Edasa. Go on, sir. Yes. My question, I think uh, Pastor will need to help us. It's based on what you said. All right, uh, and I know that many of us were somehow new in this uh, in this country. Uh, it has to do with the rules, uh, especially when you mention about uh, you having uh, a kind of uh, assignment or shift with maybe to have support work or whatever you you are in with the person alone. Uh, I don't know, but I know there is a kind of restriction on what you can discuss with, with a patient, what you can discuss with your client at every point in time. That I just need someone that is more vast in this issue to comment a little so that it won't be as if um, we do we're doing what we're not supposed to do within work environment. So I know we also have opportunity to meet, to evangelize, but I also want us to just know the right thing to do, considering the circumstances to find ourselves. Thank you. Okay. Uh, praise, yeah, praise God. Thank you very much, uh, Elder Sundesa, for that question. I think the bottom line is is this: the there's no uh number one each organization if it's an organization they have a policy as regard that but some of them are not like very quite obvious but the main thing is we we're not restricted in preaching the gospel but there are some things that are restricted within our words for example when you are preaching and it comes to questions of uh right uh, condemning or talking about other faith, that becomes eight crime. So eight speech. Well, when you are preaching or when you're talking and it involves, uh, uh, so that's the most, uh, talking about the LGBT group okay. or a particular group, a sensitive group that have a particular belief and ethos. So it's about, experience in talking about that once what you are talking about is jesus loves you come to jesus that's the form that can solve your problem can we pray together just as simple as 
that that is fine i do that most times they do they do that today so that's the thing as long as we're not but the way uh our preaching our sermon goes mainly those african origin actually that's what makes it really challenging because before you know it there are people that would deliberately come and tell and say things to make you talk within that direction right am i still on yes Okay, yeah, that make you talk towards that direction. As long as you do, you don't get dragged to, don't get dragged into argument or necessary argument or anything. Oh, if Jesus, if true, there is God. Why is it that there's war going on in Russia? And no, 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 that's not what we're talking about. If it's true, this is happened. Why is it that uh, this thing happened? So as long as I don't get Paul told us already into said avoid unnecessary and stupid argument. So once you avoid that. Then secondly, you have to take the consent of the person. Okay, so in most cases, the way it works is that if you if we pray like uh, uh, what our uh, what I just said now, the facilitator just said now, said you have uh, somebody in, in the place of work, and the person was maybe I don't know if it's real or fictitious, or maybe just give an example. The person was going to uh, die or end of life, and you pray to God that God, if only this person can speak to me. In most cases, that's the way it works. Once you have that concern, it's always been that drop that concern in your heart. And in most cases, once you pray like that, you will see that something will just link you two together, and a conversation will start. And the person wants to know more and, more and more and more. And before you know it, you start talking about that thing, start talking about that thing. Start talking. I'll give an example. Sorry if I take time. Now, I was sharing this with. Uh, Mommy favor recently. Now, uh, there's a particular uh, boy from my class, one of my students. Now, he's a grown-up about 19 years old. Now, this boy, I think it's one of those African countries, but anything that has to do with religion, anything, he doesn't like it. So the first time I saw him, I told him he was a Muslim, so I didn't say anything. So one day, I don't know how I got to support. I've been, it's been in my heart. I hold in my heart that I should speak to this guy. So, but I didn't want to, you can't just go back in like that. But if you put it in prayer, then it got me into conversation. Then I got to now know that originally when he came with his mom to Liverpool, uh, they were asylum seekers. When they came to Liverpool, they, they goes to winners. So, and as because they go to winners and they, you know, do all of that. But the main thing, why he now stopped completely going to church, he said, because when they go to church, they start saying blah, 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 blah. I say, what's all that about? So that is his main anger. And he said, he vowed that once he reaches his thing where he can choose, he will never go to church again. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. That really got, he, does, he said, why, why should they say that? Why should they be people be talking in that kind of a thing? So that was what really got <laughs> <laughs> So then I now, I now said, okay, you know what? It, don't, it doesn't have to be like that. I said, I said, so I think we know. So I handled the case in a little way. So I said, okay, if you just come to our place and come, because his, his house is like three houses to the church in St. Beat. I said, if you come and uh, I said, because of that, I did. And it's the first born. So because of that, all other ones did not go. And that caused a lot of trouble between him and the mom. So and I said, come on to church. And I said, okay, only if I promise you we're not going to speak in tongues. I said, I can't promise you that. But, <laughs> but I said, all I can promise you is that you will like it. Yeah, so we're not like a church. But 
what I'm trying to say is that you never, this young world, particularly in this environment that we are, there's so many things that goes in your mind, but once you pray to God. So, but for example, if God did not give us the opportunity and didn't pray, and I just go to the board directly with, you know, uh, you know, you don't have the word of knowledge and wisdom to start with. Because some people, if God helps you and all of that, I think what I'm trying to say is that the bottom line is prayer. Once you pray, so the Bible also confirm it. It said the harvest is much, but the laborers are few. But it doesn't say just go straight to the harvest. No, it said pray to the Lord of the harvest. So you have to pray to the Lord of the harvest. So because he's the one that owns the, that knows the mind, the heart, and mind of men. He will tell you some, some people, he will just look at the woman that Jesus met at that uh, well. The only thing that changes the life of that woman was the word of wisdom that Jesus Christ is. What of knowledge just said. Truly, you said it. The first, the first thing you are living with now is not actually your husband. You married this one before you said, and that woman said, Wow. And she went back. The Bible said they came back with everybody in that town. That singular word just changes everything. So I think the bottom line is once we pray, don't speak to yourself, we direct us, but we have to be intentional. You have to let that burden be with you. First thing is let that burden be with you. And once you do that, so there's no actually restriction, just need a bit of uh, wisdom and knowledge to be able to apply it. Mm. Thank you, Pastor. Mm. I, I think that is quite explicit to all of us that we need to pray about it and uh, be intentional about it. These people should not go to hell while I'm walking there. It's a, it's, a, it's a burden for me that some of them, I see them today, tomorrow they won't be around again. But it is a challenge to all of us to pray to God. You know, there was, there was one thing that happened to me in this Liverpool. I was in the bus one day and I was, Jesus, lover of my soul. I think I was singing one song like that. And I met this Scottish guy and the guy was listening to my song. The guy just engaged me. When he engaged, he said, I love that your song. He said, are you a Christian? I said, yes, I'm a Christian. And then what job do you go? I, I told him and all of that. We now exchange our number. Do you know since that day, I've not set my eyes on him. And there was one particular day, I, I think I needed something in town. And I, I think I need to put a call through to him. And the guy still remembered me. And I was wondering. What I'm telling you is over like two years now. Just a song inside the box can connect people. You don't know what we can do. But when we are intentional about it, you see how God will begin to work out things where we walk. Let us be prayerful and be intentional. And I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. From this slide, he said, a preacher must be patient as he preached the word, because he or she may not always see immediate result. Immediate result may not happen. Our preaching should be made simple, should be able to convince, reprove, rebook, and exalt. That should be the content of our message to people around us, to sinners that we come across. And you know one thing, when one day when I was, I think I was walking somewhere, what I did was the fact that I engaged this senior man about, about the gospel. And when we were talking, he said, I only go to church for funeral. I said, no, you did not believe in Jesus. Why do you go? He said, he was only going there to respect the dead. And I was telling him, I said, the dead is gone. It's gone forever. It is you that is alive. 
You know, when we started the conversation and I know it was not, it was not the way I would like it. What I did when I was sleeping was to just put a tract on the table when I was sleeping. And I prayed to God, this, this tract, we, 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 we do the work I cannot do. What I cannot say to this man to, to be favorable to him. You know, there are so many ways you can do all of these things. There are people you will not see again. That is just your track, just our song, it's just our help that will make them to remember us. Besides the instruction to preach the word, Paul also gave us reasons to do so. The reason is that if we fail to preach the word at all times, a time will come when most people will not want the elder doctrine of the mm -hmm. word of God. Our failure to preach the message people will not, will not be interested again in the gospel. That is why it is important for us to reach out to people, to engage them with the scripture. And you know, one of the things I know, we, we, we African people, we usually make the gospel to be very big. We make it very not unsimple for sinners. You know, it is when we get, I got here, I see a lot of strategy that we use to minister. We go to the shopping mall, we see people that are struggling with trolley, we assist them. I say, Jesus loved you, and you turn your back and you go. You have already sold the seed. And the Bible says, scatter the seed. You don't know which of them that shall grow. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. In those days which we are now living, people will have kind of desires which make them reject the truth and start listening to sweat. Whatsoever we tickle their itching hairs, whatever feeble they want to hear. When we fail to preach the gospel, that's what people will choose to be listening to. The things that make them up, even though it is not making them saved, it is not making them a child of God, it's not making them to repent of their sin. Our failure not to preach the truth to them or the gospel to them. We make them to switch to that, and we are seeing that every day in our, in our society, in our community. So the fact that the preacher has a large congregation is not always a sign that he's preaching the truth. That's one thing we must know. There are some people who does not have large church, and yet they are reaching out every day. They are, they are meeting people. They are ministering to them. They are preaching. In fact, it may be evidence that it is tickling people's itching here, telling them what they want to hear, not what they need to hear. We are in a generation where people like what this is what I want to hear, not what they need to hear, that will make them safe, that will make them ready for the coming of the Lord. Preaching the Preaching is a responsibility. It is not only for our leaders, it's not only for every believer that we must all take with all urgency. I don't know, it's like Pastor wants to make a comment. Does Pastor want to make a comment? No, I don't think so. Okay, okay. Next slide, sir. Okay, we have question to for discussion. How do we define or identify a true or a balanced preaching? I want us to just discuss now. 
how do we how do we define it? What is what is a true prison or a balanced prison? And a follow-up question to the fact is that what are the other reasons why we must preach the word apart from the reason Apostle Paul gives here in what we have read? How do you define a true preaching or a balanced preaching? From where we have read from the second Timothy chapter four, verse one to four. How, if you want to say, if you want to explain it now, what a true preaching is to somebody, how do, how do, we, how do we pass across that message? Yeah. I raised my hand too early. I only remember two of them. Um, what is it? One that exhorts, rebukes, and there's another word. That's how we know when it's balanced. When those three elements Something, are there. Okay. 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 We are talking about the word that carries conviction, that reprove and exalt, that rebuke. That is how to identify a balanced teaching or a balanced preaching. I think there are so many, there are so many ways to define that. I'm still waiting for other people to make comments. How do you identify with the days we have been spending on this platform in this church? Every one of us that attend Bible study should be able to know that this one this is not true. How do you, how do you as a person, before I begin to mention this, Amen. I want us to just talk together. People of God. Lord help us in Jesus' name. Um, Sister Missani, can go ahead. Okay. Thank you, man. And uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I just want to add that um, being led by the Spirit of God is a is a very good one because I've 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 had experience in this where you just go to people and just start talking about God, and there's one particular person I don't know why I always want to tell her about the Word of God at, at my place of work. But for some reason, it's just mm -mm. like not just mm -mm, but it never leads anywhere. It's all over the place. But um, yeah, I think the Spirit of God asked me one day, "Do you want to speak or do you want her to repent?" No, more like, "Do you want to say your own words or do you want like the end result of why you are speaking to her?" And so that was when I stopped talking and an opportunity arose from our end as she came to me talking about the issue. And somehow we just found ourselves talking about God and she had no idea what God is all about. Just the general things that people know about the Bible and stories and she just thinks they are fairy tales. And now she's much more interested. So uh, I believe what, uh, the first thing is being led by the spirit of God. Thank you. Thank you very much for that comment. I think that it buttress the fact that we need to pray. God can orchestrate things. You know, we just plan it, unplanned fellowship, unplanned hangout. That, okay, you are bearing titles. What is the meaning of titles? You are bearing Timothy. What is the meaning? You know, that is God leading us. And the Bible says, as men that are led by the Spirit of God, they are called the children of God. We must be led. We, we do little or nothing. When, when a man is doing it carnally with your effort, because I've been coming to church, I've been coming to Bible study, there is a spirit that convinces a man. That is it. I still want comments from, from people and what are other reasons. Hallelujah. 
I was waiting for someone to mention the word uh, deem, uh, so maybe I should mention it. Uh, identifying a true and balanced preaching as when it's Christocentric. Mm. I mean, that's the key word. If it's Christocentric, you know it's balanced. If it is, if it is exalting self mm. or human beings, it is not balanced. Mm. Simple. That's the conclusion of the whole matter. Yeah. Thank you, Eda. I love I love that your, that your comment. And it made me to remember what Pastor used to talk about death and burial. There is one acronym that Pastor put again. Debra. That time, death, burial, and it's resurrection Debra. of Christ. Huh? Debra. Debra. Okay, okay. That's another thing. You know, any any we want to identify a balanced preaching, it must be centered around Jesus being crucified, died for all sinners. Anything, any, 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 anybody that is preaching, that is telling us, I was on my way to Chicago when I all of that. They are not, they are not, they are not, they are not, they are not Christocentric. We did not learn of that from Christ. Paul said that you may know him, you know, that you may know him and his suffering. That is another way to, 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 to identify a balanced preaching. I know we, all of us, as you are here, we have a lot of podcast we listen to but the question is does it move around being christocentric and deborah may the lord help us in jesus name mommy precious over to you man okay, um, thank you very much um, i was going to say something because when i, I mean you mentioned this question that was exactly what came to my mind that uh, has to be Christocentric, and another question popped into my mind as okay, if I'm not as a believer, I know I need to know that the preaching has to be Christocentric. And if I'm talking to unbeliever, how would that unbeliever know that what I'm preaching to him or her is Christocentric? Because you know, according to this question. How do you define or identify a true and balanced Christian? Praise the Lord. I love, I love the perspective of Mommy Precious from that angle. How, how somebody who has not who, has, who is not a Christian, how do we do we explain that to him or her? How? Is a question to everybody. Amen. <laughs> Let me also come in there again. Uh, for someone who is not a believer. He doesn't know his right or wrong. He knows nothing about uh, what is even balanced or unbalanced. <laughs> so that question, in my own view, may not be applicable to an unbeliever, if you hear what I'm trying to say. The person does not even know anything. So we are trying to bring him to the knowledge of the truth. So it is for the person who is preaching, <laughs> okay, you want to say something? Yeah, uh, you are trying to convince me bring yes. uh, yes. the kingdom of God, which yes. I will tell you about. Yes. Yeah, and then the way you're going to watch, uh, say your weddings to yes. me yes. as that Christ. Yes. Yeah, you want it to be Christocentric as a believer, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So, myself. How do I know as unbeliever that what you are telling me is the truth that I need to know that okay. there is 
Christ somewhere. Okay, praise yes. God. Let me quickly address it in uh, two, three different angles. Uh, now, the first angle is this. Number one, what uh, Dick is, uh, our elder said before, is uh, what has the first Corinthians 2, 2. For I am determined to know nothing among you except Christ and him. Now, I think if, let me read him. Okay, I don't have that verse here. For that. Accept Christ and you say, and I'll determine in my mind, I will not say anything else to you. That was what First Corinthians 2 2 said. Then, secondly, I think one thing we, we need to know about the word of God is this Romans 1 16 told us, said, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power. See, the power is in that word, that gospel. The most, the, the greatest power in this world. The power that can change people. The that it is in that word. Now, think about it this way. Nobody needs to, if I go to the remote areas in the jungles, in the in Brazil and all of that, even the madmen, when they see fire, they know. <laughs> they, they, they know. They, they don't need to see fire before. Even a baby, if they born today, they've not seen fire. Wait, wait, fire born. Ah, they, they, it's a reflex thing. There is still that God in us that makes, you will know when you touch fire, that gospel is the power. There is fire there. There is something about the name Jesus. It's not ordinary. It's not like I'm telling you about uh, Donald Trump that I need to describe. <laughs> I know I'm telling you about that. There's something about that name Jesus. Once you mention it, that itself, see, the, the problem is that when people mention other things, when you mention it, we, we, we draw that thing as Power in itself is self energized power. I'm not afraid of the process because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone, including the unbelievers. Everyone. So that is the thing. But the other way I want to bring it, so that's why I want to attack it in different angles. The other angle is that once we pray, that's why we say prayer is the genesis of everything. Once we pray, Holy Spirit will give you a direction. Sometimes the direction might not be the way you see it. So like example, the example we gave before was the, uh, the woman that met Jesus at the well. And Jesus Christ did not just go straight. This is me, I'm Christ, I came to the, no. Jesus Christ started by, please, can you get me some water? And who was it? Why are you even talking to me? You are a Jewish woman. We're not meant to even be talking to each other. And that's, they started a conversation. So one other ways in which we can do it is relationship, conversation. So for example, sometimes but the Holy Spirit himself is one that will not guide in those areas because he has himself his wisdom. He has the thought of the wisdom. Sometimes it could just be somebody, you see somebody in your way, and you know that it's an old woman that doesn't know everybody I've been praying or saying it doesn't, she doesn't want to know. Then one day, all you, maybe all you just do is that. You just say, you know, don't worry in the morning, I'll buy you, I'll go and help you collect your milk. You collect the milk and just drop it. Every morning. And slowly but surely, that'll start melting her heart. Then one day, you say, oh, what's your name? And that's a conversation you have for that day. Maybe another six months before you now said the next thing. But the Holy Spirit will surely. So that is where the place of prayer comes in. So that that way, that, because it's the Holy Spirit that knows everything. He knows the best approach. 
And sometimes when you pray, you just see that a situation will arise that will make that person, put that, some, that person in a situation, a problem that the solution God has placed in your hand that will connect you two together. But that is the area. So I'm not saying that we can't remove that area. Those areas are there. So, but like this, the student, the student I was talking to you about, what connected was it? She, he does not want to hear anything about Christianity or anything. I never even know there was a Christian. He was so agitated, so hungry, man. But what connected us together was that I was away. So somebody was taking that class while I went for a program. So when by the time I came, he got himself into trouble, a big trouble. And I'm the only, the, the, the way God made me, I was the only one that can let him out of that trouble. So that was why it, at that point, he asked me up to calm down and talk to me. And when they start talking to me, then that's when I go to the origin and all of that things of about so many things I was angry about. And at least I've, I still have them today and it's been a change. But so God will put a situation in a place, a position, put in a position, a situation where the person will have no option than to come and, you know, to you. And you can now take, make use of the opportunity and share the gospel. But the bottom line that I wanted to pinpoint is that I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power there's power in that gospel once we share it praise the lord yes the floor, the floor is still open anyway i don't know let's check with my precious does that answer your <laughs> your and i want to make i want to make a comment for that somebody who did not know the lord we need to make the gospel simple to them to hear. Jesus died, buried, and he resurrected. I think when we make the gospel simple to somebody who needs Jesus seriously, and we had pray about it, the question asking us being Christocentric will not arise. And being Christocentric here, yeah, I think it's meant for believers, people who goes to church, people who have given their life to Christ. Those are the people you will talk to in that line, they will engage you. Look at the example Sister Mission gave to us about somebody, she wants to do it in her way, but God made things happen for her. And they decide a conversation. And at the end, the, the, the lady was reached. I want to believe to me that somebody who is fresh, that we are introducing the gospel to, when we make it simple to them, and explain the death, the barrier. And we go to Acts of Apostles chapter 4, verse 12, that salvation can only come in Jesus alone. For me, I don't think we ask us for that question. That is where I, that is just my own thought anyway. I don't know if there is anything we want to say about that. Oh, mommy, precious. Elder Digo and Elder Gwena are raising their hands as well, and Elder Fatukas now. <laughs> Let's take a look first. Yeah. Thank the Lord. I, yeah. The angle, I, what I just want to talk about is this. Like in this place that we are, a lot of people will always tell you that I am good. I am a good person. I am a good person. So, and they want to make you believe that being a good person in court mm -hmm. is all that is needed for you to, to be a child of God or to make heaven. But that is where 
we now need to come in that it is true uh, you might be doing all these things, but that does not equate to being saved. And that is when we now need to let them know about Jesus coming to this world to save the world, to, to bring us from our sinful position into the kingdom of God. So that's just my contribution. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, in regard of what uh, the question Mommy Precious asked, and um, Pastor has explained it, uh, I just want to add a little thing to what Pastor has explained. Um, yes, first of all, such a person uh, does not understand uh, the Christocentric and uh, whether it's Christocentric or not. So uh, the only way is by prayer. And I like what Pastor said there, that the, the Holy Spirit comes in. When we pray, the Holy Spirit comes in in a different angle to explain to the person. It's, he might not understand Christocentric, but the Holy Spirit, that is the work of the Holy Spirit. He's able to make that person. He's able to bring that conviction in the heart of that person and make that person understand what Christocentric is. Mm. And uh, from there, uh, the job is done. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, my my own uh, observation is about the question one, which how will you define or identify a true and a balanced preaching? I think we're getting mixing it up with other things. I think this the first question is addressing especially to Ross believers, okay. which we understand or we believe that okay we've received the gospel and all that, so. And if we go back to previous, you know, uh, teaching or the uh, teaching that we had last week and two weeks or three weeks ago, this is what Paul is trying to say, you know, in identifying false teaching is part of what is being precious teaching, I mean, taught us in the last two, three weeks. So how do we identify which is balanced, which is true and all that? How can we balance it up? And I love what... Um, that gave, and I think um, Pastor Mrs. Ola as well, that we use Deborah, which is simple as looking at is Christ that is it Christocentric or is it the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ. So that's how we identify a true or a balanced preaching, something that is not glorified self and all that stuff. So I just want us to, you know, differentiate between all those questions so that we don't mix the whole thing up together. So that's what I just, just that's just my observation. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. That's very helpful. And um, I'll and then we'll come to the WMFO. Hallelujah. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. So um what I wanted to say is when um someone was talking about 
when um, Elder Adigu was talking about uh, people being good. I remember when we, when I was in my old church, because we tend to, when before evangelism, we tend to do, we tend to listen to different um, evangelism materials before we go out to preach the gospel. And one of the, one of the things we tend to use then was, um, there was these two American preachers and what they were preaching about was the Ten Commandments. So the Ten Commandments, when people say they're good, if you go through the Ten Commandments, before you finish the Ten Commandments, they've already broken one at least. So they know that they can give their life, as in that's a way to speak to people, because some people know it, not everybody do. But the Ten Commandments is another way we can start to communicate with people and to um, preach salvation to them because some of them know it from school and all that and they believe that they are good but by the time you go to the Ten Commandments they've already broken one or two or three already from it and then you can now chip in the gospel by um, um, some, and say John 3, 3 and John 3, 16 and all that but you can start with the basic of the commandments Thank you very much uh, quickly, I just want to add, uh, I mean, following on what Pastor Davis said uh, about the leading of the Holy Spirit after you pray, I mean, one of the things, I mean, the scripture that comes to mind that that can help uh, put meaning to that is John chapter 4, verse 48. It says, Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. Mm. The word believe now will be to people who, I mean, who don't know the truth in the first place. You understand? So the direction of prayer of the Holy Spirit will help to convict them with something, with a sign, with something that even the preacher will never know. It could be a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. It could be something, a direction that is very strong that will convict that person as an unbeliever. So just to come back to attending to what Mommy Precious was asking. So yeah. he, he, the, the sign and wonder will be there. It will convict that person strongly. And even the preacher will not know that he is saying what is hitting that person and can bring that person to subjected uh, to, 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 to the word of God and receiving Christ. Thank you very much. I know we will be able to tie it up here today. Yeah, I will yeah. move on from there to uh, next week. Yeah. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. What is important is that we must preach the gospel, whichever way. Let it be a burden. Let it be an outcry for us. The Lord has sent us to the United Kingdom was sending us to come and be a missionary. We are on a mission, people of God. And as we are, we keep on meditating on that word, I pray the Lord will breathe on those words in our heart. That will not just be living and not reaching out to these people. Thank you very much. Sorry, sir. Before you end up, stand has end up. Sorry, I just wanted to say one thing, like, I've noticed that we've been using words like them, they, those people, but there are 
but it might be that some of us right now on this Bible study are still in the process of understanding where God is bringing us and where we are. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can use words that are inclusive so that they okay. don't feel like, ah, if they're talking about bringing people outside, to me that I'm here, I'm doomed. Okay, it's okay. all of us. It's just, it's necessary for us that are here that are still trying to step up our faith and seeing what God is wanting us to do in our lives. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much, sister, and for that, your comment. We'll be using inclusion going forward. Thank you. <laughs> Over to you, Pastor. Yes. Um, I, I don't think we're going to have time. I know time is fast spent. Maybe next week we can pick you up from there. I want to yeah. talk about on the, the, I didn't want to talk about it before, but I just thought I would talk about it be, so that we can get a direction. Uh, because I can see people are always saying, you know, that's a group of the Ten Commandments. We've got to be careful with that. Um, We've got to be really careful with all those things. There are people that will follow the Ten Commandments. No, see, the rich young man, when Jesus Christ said, you know the law, go and do this, go and do this. <laughs> he said, all these things are observed from my youth. And Jesus Christ now told him that I know it could be a starting point. Yeah. Mm, be a starting point. But I will share a strategy with us that the, the apostles use. And what happened? The same strategy they saw from Jesus at that uh, well, the same strategy they use. He gave that woman a gift of no condemnation. Okay. Everything that woman had been that people condemning her. You are an adulterer, of course, I know. Tell me something else. You are for the court, of course, I know. Tell me something else. You are a liar, of course, I know. Tell me something else. You are this thing, yes, I know. Tell me something else. Then, eventually, when they get that, told them about salvation, about that uh, justification, I think that was what break it, that this man is able to justify just as if you never seen. He went back to the city. The Bible says, oh, everybody in the city came to meet Sapo. I will, I made a, a, a preaching on that, but that was the, the way, the, the week I have to travel and all of that. The Bible says it's a very precise strategy. People already know their sins and all of that. Now, it's a good thing, but I think let's not take things away from the fact that the Holy Spirit will guide. Mm. It's always very, because what you said, let's start with that, that shall not kill that shall not okay, this, this, that shall not. Now it's good, but I will rather, as the new generation, as a New Testament Christian, that let's go more with the direction of the Holy Spirit. He said, we show you all things so that we don't go and meet the rich, young ruler. That will tell you all these things have I observed from my youth. Yes, yes, sir. I pray the Holy Spirit will continue to guide us. Amen. Amen. Thank you.